Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Football Ramble Mailbag. Winter breaks, players who didn't appeal, and England wildcards are the order of the day. It's Saturday, 13th of January. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Vidushan Hunter-Raja. Hello everybody, welcome to the mailbag. It's Saturday, or whichever day, depending on when you're listening to it. That's the beauty of it, isn't it? That is the beauty of not being live, Vish. We can say naughty words, and they can be edited out. Such as... <laughs> Marcus! <laughs> Come on! That is so that is so out of order. Right, uh, let's start with a question from Chris, who emailed in. Chris says, uh, Aussie listener here, uh, English football has become famous for not having a winter break, and other reasons as well, but yes. Um, <laughs> but I noticed that this year there is at last a kind of break with one round of fixtures split over two weekends, and every single game in a UK TV slot. Yes. Is this finally the answer? To the winter break dilemma. So we've had a winter break for a couple of years, haven't we? It's, this isn't the first time they're doing it. Like, it's for the first time for a few years. Sort of air quotes. First time for a few years. Yeah. Because yeah. of the World Cup and then uh, lockdown and all that. I think it might be the first time since, was it 2019? But um, the, the concept of a winter break in some format has been around for a while. So it's not completely new, but it's understandable that we, we might have forgotten that this idea was there. Yeah. And it's not a full winter break, is it? It's essentially fixtures are kind of broken up in two yep split so, over two weekends yeah so some teams get a get a week off 
Well, they all do. Uh, Prem clubs will have um, 10 days minimum without a league match in January. Um, Now, if their third round ties went to a replay, as it did, say, for example, with Palace and Everton, then they'll have just eight days off. Um, So, you know, you've got to get it done. You do. In the third round, uh, if you you want the the full lot. So, I mean, yeah, we obviously compare winter breaks to other countries. uh, And I know sometimes they they do change. But, I mean, you know, we've, we've seen in Spain... Uh, and in France, players are getting weeks off. You know? mm-hmm. And I say that with disdain. Those so-and-sos are getting weeks off, Jim. And it's They're a on disc- strike. <laughs> Probably on strike, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe, maybe. So so you do have that. I mean, obviously, uh, Harry Kane, head of Christmas, I think was I think it was on Instagram where he's replied to maybe one. So I thought you'd given him, like, given him a title there. Harry Kane, head of Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, head of Lederhosen um, and goals. Uh, he uh, Lederhosen. There you go. Yeah. Um, he uh, was uh, very much reveling in the fact that he had Christmas off. We saw Jude Bellingham, um, obviously playing in Real Madrid. He went to see his brother play football uh, in Sunderland, um, proving that he really does love his brother. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so it's it's been it, winter breaks are are done differently, of course, uh, in in some of the other European countries. Um, and, and, and Chris's uh, question is, is this finally the answer to the winter break dilemma? I suppose we should explore what the question is, really, shouldn't we? Because yes. people have been screaming for a winter break for a long time for a lot of different reasons. A lot of foreign managers, for example. Yeah, because have, have... they're used to it from other leagues. Yeah, Players as well, talking about the huge, huge load that's put on mm-hmm. them over Christmas in particular. And, and then not spending Christmas with their families. Not spending Christmas with their families, of course, as well. And then it, the schedule doesn't exactly lighten up. It's just less intense. Um, we've even had a lot of kind of discourse in the past about how actually mm-hmm. England fail at tournaments or don't even start tournaments well because they're all exhausted from there not being a winter break. I think, yeah. was it Euro 2004 where Steven Gerrard made a loose pass in our first game against France, which Henri latched onto and, yep. and scored from very late on. Yeah. Um, and he blamed that on the winter break, did he? I remember people blaming it on the winter break. Like that specific moment. <laughs> yeah. Like, so We do cr- we grasp at straws. We in those certainly moments. do. It's, yes, it's, it's yeah. a national pastime and I hope we never lose that. No, but, but the general point is 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 there and I think that that is that is fair. Um now we've we've had a little bit of chat already um with regards to this. So so when Chris says is, is this finally the answer well perhaps not for some uh, teams and and for some individuals Premier League clubs or some Premier League clubs certainly are proposing that replays in the third and fourth rounds of the FA Cup are scrapped so basically they get this um winter break that we, we sort of have here as long as possible so as mm-hmm. I say if you, if, if you do have the replay as Palace and Everton know you'll just have uh, eight days rather than uh, ten or more um, Sean Dyche himself is actually saying scrap winter breaks because he thinks it favours the big teams with the deeper squads and he says that the, the fixture list then goes crazy around Christmas and Boxing Day all around there um, and he says, actually, you, you just cram it in there and you get tired and injuries can happen. You might as well just... It, it, he thinks it's beneficial just to kind of keep it as it was. Spread the games out a bit more. Exactly, yeah. 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 Because again, he's saying, look, we, 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 we have a smaller squad. that it, This helps the big teams. Yeah. That argument was also made with regards to, say, five substitutes or four substitutes, you know, whatever it was. It, it's hard to think of an instance where a rule change doesn't favour the big clubs. Indeed. Because by the very nature of the clubs being bigger and having more resources, they can mm. always adapt to whatever the changes are, you know, just faster and more efficiently. Yeah, yeah. You'd, it would need to be really specific not to favour the bigger teams. Like something like, you can't play 
Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah, which admirably they've been doing for yeah, a while. Yeah, <laughs> I know, you know, and it's been slow and steady, but we, we've seen it make a difference, haven't we? <laughs> I think the other thing that, well, I suppose the, the, the stumbling block would be TV revenue, TV money, TV execs, um, yeah. the amount of money they pour into the game. Um, and that's before we even get into the, the Christmas football tradition, mm. as it were. And I know we're talking a bit after that because we're talking specifically about what, what we have now, which is, you know, post-New Year. But, you know, little things like the fact that these games are scheduled, uh, you know, Friday night, mm-hmm. um, midday Saturday, 5.30 Saturday evening, and mm-hmm. then 2 and 4.30 on the Sunday. Um, it's geared around TV. It's taking it further away from yeah. not just the fan, but the travelling fan. You know, we mentioned on the main show on Friday about the fact that the uh, Luton-Burnley game, Luton fans travelling away to Burnley, mm-hmm. that was moved with five days' notice, basically, yeah. which is yeah, yeah, absurd. Yeah. That's a 400-mile round trip, that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is that, to me, seems to be the, the bigger obstacle that, you know, television companies are paying all this money. They, you don't think it's fixture congestion? No, no, no. So I'm, I'm saying it's it's the it's the other side of the coin, Sorry. as it were. It's the reason that we maybe you know um, in English football we don't necessarily have. Well, we've not really gone beyond this and the discussion stage of a of a bigger, more um, you know, I suppose more continental style of of winter break because mm-hmm. people people have, have grown up wanting to watch football then. And TV companies know that makes them a lot of money. Mm. And the other one, of course, is the, the fixture congestion as well. Uh, some suggestions in the past have been scrap the League Cup. Yeah. And other suggestions, as we've we've mentioned there, you know, scrapping replays in, in cup competitions or straight to penalties after 90 minutes. There has been a tiny little... Uh, yeah, the, the, the FA Cup replays thing, um, it's, you know, if you're going to tweak with the FA Cup, I don't think listening to a fraction of the teams, regardless of how big they are, yeah. is the way to go about it. Although they they are the big teams, though. <laughs> yeah. But you're right, but you're yeah. right. So, yeah. I mean, the, the replays are important for, for teams who might then get a big payday out of it, or yeah. a second big payday out of out of it, which is a really, really vital thing for the football pyramid. We, mm. we know that, the, you know, the top ends of the Premier League in particular, if not all of the Premier League, are resistant to sh- sharing the wealth and spreading it out. So, you know, to pull up that ladder even further, mm. I don't think is something that should even be considered, really. And, you know, managers complain about it, but that, you know, those are the rules of the competitions you enter. Yeah. I, win the game. What if, about scrapping uh, the League Cup? Um, well, that prize money, as we know, is, is, is as much as £100,000. <laughs> so I don't know if you if it's right to take that out of the football ecosystem. Man City rely on that. Exactly. Yeah. And have done for, for, for a fair few years. That'll give, get you Phil Foden's legs it, for a and after week, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean scrapping the league out because people say in Spain, in Germany, and in Italy, most notably, they don't have a second domestic cup competition. They yeah, do. They Portugal. had one in Spain for a very, very short amount of time. They and did. Then got rid of it. Yeah, and 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 so that is often looked at. Bearing in mind, I mean, obviously Middlesbrough are in the semi-final, and and you know they will earn at least £25,000 from this year's uh, League Cup. What do you think about scrapping the League Cup? Is that, is that, I, personally, I'm not in favour. I just I think that that is a bit too drastic Your a measure. Your club does hold it, after all, as we found out. Oh, yeah. On Jack's Encyclopedia <laughs> yesterday. Um, yeah, I, 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 wouldn't be, I wouldn't be against it, to be honest. I think you might as well like, try and rework that money lower down then. Um, but you have, EFL, financial... you have an EFL Cup. You have cups that are... Yeah, and then that's fine. But I, I maybe you know, if there's one thing to go, the League Cup is the most obvious thing to go. But Obviously, there's going to be a it, though. Well, if they so 
it it wouldn't really affect the FA Cup per se. No, but it will you know improve things with the league. So I mean, maybe it's, it's, to and a this point. Is be, we are talking just again about a winter break. Yeah, here. exactly. This is what I'm saying. So and I'm trying to think about this time. Of, yeah, because there are very few clubs realistically that are affected by it every season, just by the nature of you know. By the time the tournament gets to the of end course. of it, there's barely anyone in it. So I don't, yeah. I don't know if it I actually mean, it, is going to have that much of an effect. I don't. If it was missing, mm-hmm. I don't know if you'd notice the fixtures you weren't playing. Mm. I mean, yeah. again, the only tweak I would make is is semi-finals, one-off game, not mm. not two legs. You know? Yeah, maybe calm down on the prize money. Perhaps. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that, that kind of money. Money ruined the bloody game. It's, it? it's absolutely ridiculous. I actually, to answer Chris's question, I think this is the answer. Really, yeah. I think this is a nice balance, and and in this country, and he's right to say that 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 English football has not traditionally had a, a winter break. It is quite a new thing, and we love football around Christmas. I feel for the players genuinely because to have time with their families and all is is, is a wonderful thing, um, of, as we all know. Um, but I I just think that that is one of the setbacks in, in what is otherwise a great career. Yeah. So. You know, but I, I do sort of slightly wince, you know, to, to see a footballer's children looking at me going, come on, why can't we have Daddy for Christmas? And I'm like, because he's got a Boxing Day fixture. Yeah. Um, you it know, is weird that they put you in charge of this. Yeah, I, you wouldn't <laughs> believe how, how how important I am outside the studio, Jim. But, uh, yeah, I, but I think this is the balance. I think it does give a little bit of a break. And also, with the games being on TV a lot, we don't miss out. Yes, you may think, oh well, my, I, you know, I have to wait a whole week or seven days until I see my team play again or whatever it is. But mm. I think there's plenty of football. And I, I think this is it. I think it's potentially an answer to it. Absolutely. I guess we'll we'll see if it has an effect on the on on the you know the the players mm. uh, and in terms of their freshness and and not picking up injuries from that dreaded red zone. Um, you know, we'll we'll, we'll see. But I, I wonder if actually if this does work. And um, perhaps I'm being thick in not thinking about how dates work. But possibly this could could happen once in December once in January just because Daesh makes a good point the December load is is a lot yeah. it's really really intense so yeah I mean that yeah as, as you say you need to kind of see what the knock-on effect is that I mean one of the other perhaps more um, uh, extreme uh, suggestions is with regards to fixture congestion and then creating winter break is have 18 teams in the Premier League I don't think it's not gonna happen, is it? I don't think yeah the turkeys would vote for Christmas on that absolutely one. yeah Mm. But then it would favour the big teams unless fish. they could vote for who gets kicked out. <laughs> yeah, that like, would m- that would know, be what's good. A, what's, a, what's a majority with, with, you need? With Ooh. pending charges, yeah. maybe <laughs> maybe Ooh. we just don't replace any two teams who might <laughs> yeah. be kicked out for whatever reason. Ooh, that's backfired, hasn't it, lads? <laughs> <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills, or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. Friend of the Ramble, Exhausted Sam, relates to that, on the Patreon Discord, um, has been in touch. And he says, which player did do you not get the appeal of? Not necessarily that they're overrated, but just any time you saw them, they didn't really impress. Mine is Marco Verratti. Mm. Obviously mm. a good player, but it seems every time I've seen him play, he just rolls about and chases the referee. <laughs> it's, 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 I, I understand this. Sometimes a player comes with a big reputation. I've said this before, and I'll go into bat straight away and get us off with a big one. Zinedine Zidane. However, wait for me to finish. Wait for me to... Don't look at... Don't look like that. I haven't finished. Specifically in the 1998 World Cup, I remember. I was a lot younger, you know, and uh, and my football brain hadn't developed. Um, mm. But I was a good football... I was a good football child. teenager. <laughs> um, <laughs> a proper football child. Yeah. No, I remember... Everyone obviously raved about Zidane at that World Cup, but I was... I don't know, perhaps because of the great Ronaldo and and so many other star quality players in that tournament. To me, I was a bit like, yeah, okay, I'll kind of take your word for it. It was Euro 2000 when, when I started to think about Zidane. Like, oh, right, okay. Yeah. I'll, yeah, I'm, I'm having him now. But so, 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 I mean, the, that, that's fine because that's as, as you've said there, you were young. I mean, I, I had loads of players like that when I was young. Well, but I think, I think that I sort of declare You're that still because, not sure. Yeah, yeah, he hasn't done enough. No, I, I think that the, the reason why I sort of declare that is because in the 1998 World Cup, he was brilliant. And France, you know, for that one game, he wasn't there, it really showed and he was missed. So, yeah. so it's not a case of, oh, but he didn't really come alive until other World Cups. And he was not a bad player, he was a squad, but no, that. I just, for whatever reason, it just it passed me by that one. And now I can say my age and so on. You know, in, in the grand scheme of things, you get the looks as you just gave me there for, for saying that. So, like I say, he convinced me in the end, everybody. Yeah. He which, charmed you. Which was, uh, which was his greatest achievement, yeah. I would say. Uh, Vish, any players for you? Mine, um, I wrote down, and I think they have a very similar theme. So I think it's a role in a, you know, in a successful team, specifically a three-man midfield, um, and you'll be able to identify it when I say the first one that sprung to mind, Thiago at Chelsea. Right. Okay. I appreciate the fact that he was a good player. Portuguese Thiago. Yeah. Portuguese, Portuguese Thiago. Yeah. He yeah. came from um, FC Porto. It would have been. 
and then would later pop up at Atletico Madrid. Yeah, yes. he wasn't he wasn't Makalele, he wasn't Lampard, he was the guy in the middle who was mm. a bit of a he was just yeah. more of a holder. Yeah, I should point out that it was Benfica they bought him from not Atletico. Yeah, 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 Sorry, I just right. assumed that with when Mourinho. Um and then similarly, uh I was always a bit unsure about Gareth Barry. Not that he wasn't a good player again, mm-hmm. just that I didn't quite see what everyone else saw in him to the point I felt I thought it was comical and I had my fingers crossed uh-huh. when there was that talk of him replacing Xabi Alonso at Liverpool because I was like that is not a like for like no. well, certainly I oh, don't see it as a like for that was the most boring transfer saga <laughs> that has ever happened because it went on for months and that unsettled Xabi Alonso yeah. like as we know is now is one of the, the, the a modern great in the game achieved so much at Real Madrid mm. so much at Bayern which very few players have, have, well, and Liverpool. have done that of course and at Liverpool themselves obviously as, as, as we all know but yeah it was strange it was to the point where apparently he was thinking about going to Arsenal and it was all ready to go and then Wenger sort of worried about it being like a, like a couple of million quid too much and pulled out of it which is again mm-hmm. another a huge mistake yeah and it's right. just yeah Gareth ba- all because of Gareth Barry I know all, like that's a real sliding doors moment there. Mm. And I thought, sorry, sliding tackle that results in a yellow. <laughs> <moment>. <laughs> you know, even when he, you know, when we finally stopped with the Gerard Lampard thing, and they were like, right, we need whatever happens, we need Gareth Barry in there. Yeah, and uh, you know, I, I did see that, but at the same time, what we really all hoped at the time was Hargreaves. Yep, and it didn't quite uh, come mm. to fruition. And uh, similarly, deep line midfielder currently playing, who I just don't rate, and I'm sure. You don't get the appeal of him, or you don't rate him. Well, I, I don't rate him, and I also don't get the appeal of him okay. because it, it's just that—that's personal preference. Personal, but also, I don't really sure, see okay, the... okay. Adrian Rabio. Oh, yeah. Juventus currently. Good yeah. World Cup though. Yeah. I, 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 Vish knows that. Yeah. Look at that. He doesn't care, does he? No, he doesn't yeah. give a damn. Zinedine Zidane had a really good World Cup, as I say, <laughs> yeah. and, I, and it took me to the Euros. Yeah, this is how these things go sometimes, isn't it? Uh huh. And, and I suppose another one I was quite late to, maybe only really appreciate him at. You know, the last stages of Inter, Motta. Tiago Motta's Motta, an interesting yeah. one. So it's a very specific player. Exactly. And a very Similar yeah. to Garatti in a lot of ways. Mm. Yeah, I think, yeah. I, think there's, I think there's something there. And so I think that's just, you know, piling that all in together, realising this, you know, how specific it is. Mm-hmm. Probably just my naivety, really. Roy Keane or nothing, isn't it, for you? Exactly. Those days yeah. are gone, mate. <laughs> <laughs> what Honestly, they, 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 not enough of them swing at people. That's true. What about mm. you, Jim? Anybody leap to mind? Yeah, there is someone who leaps to mind. Obviously, he's very... Save Anisroy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I would not. He's brilliant. Imagine him and Henri together. You used to hear that every 10 yeah, minutes, and yeah. it was great. Um, yeah, I, he's obviously... <laughs> disrespectful to Dennis Burkamp, by the way. Yeah, yeah well, you know. Um, well, imagine them together in Europe. Come over, Dennis. We, we, somewhere we somewhere you've got to, to fly. Didn't have to imagine them together. <laughs> right, because yeah, you can see it yeah, fine, um, fine. many times. So, yeah, obviously the player I'm talking about um, has, a, has a great highlight reel, um, but Philippe Coutinho never really <laughs> did it for me. Obviously an entertaining player to watch at times. Do you know what he won at Liverpool? Not, I don't think he won anything. Fuck all. Yeah, yeah. he won nothing there. And I'm, I wasn't surprised that when he left, they started to look like they were a bit more of a threat. I think there's this luxury player is too harsh, obviously, uh-huh. but, but I've always felt he's maybe in that zone. He's a player that doesn't doesn't have enough of an all round game to to essentially thrive in a team like that. And I know he went on to win things at Barcelona and at Bayern, but that was really as a kind of bit part player. And obviously, again. Love a player that can score a screamer from long range, and he was brilliant at that. He's a skillful player, a lot of fun. His highlight reel will be brilliant, but there's always something about him where I just felt this guy isn't quite right for a top-level Premier League well, team. That, I mean, that's backed up with 
some of the the moves later in his career. I mean, when he went to Barcelona for that enormous fee, mm. it didn't quite click there. Again, no. had moments as again a big part of um, <clears throat> Liverpool's success was managing to get that much money for him. Surely, yeah. oh, mm. goodness, oh yeah, because they used yeah. it so well. But he went out on loan to Bayern um, for best part of a season, then popped up at Villa again. If you remember, where he's apparently still, still on, the, on books. the books. Yeah, he's yeah, on loan he's at a club yeah, in but, Qatar, but, but, I believe. But a bit like you know that type of player, like like James Rodriguez um, as well. Who, no, but I get Rod, uh, Hamas Rodriguez just purely on that that World Cup, you know, um, that he he's very skillful, he can do things, and teams think, oh, hang on a minute, I've I've seen his highlight reel, we'll have a bit of that, and that works for a little bit, and then he kind of go, mm, but in terms of longevity, our loan deal do, or actually the first ten games or something, he was full of beans, and mm. and it's not, not yeah, quite happened now, yeah. and, and it's kind of dropped off. Yeah, no, I, I think I think that's that is an interesting one. Another one who leaves me a little bit cold, Jao Felix. Um, it's like a man who's been messed with by a Greek god. Where it's like thoroughbred, thoroughbred, thoroughbred. When it comes to the crunch, donkey. Like he's it, there's the a Greek lot of god... brilliant stuff about his, his all round game. But it's the, the goal scoring, isn't is it? It's the, haunted him. Is the Greek god in this analogy Diego Simeone? <laughs> because he should never have gone to Atletico Madrid. No, no, yeah. it's just such a, a bad fit. Crazy move. I mean, I I saw Joao Felix when he got sent off for Chelsea at mm. Fulham that time, and I was so relieved he did because yeah. he was one but, of, if not the standout player. But on the this pitch is the thing, that. though, absolutely magic until it comes to putting the ball in the net, and it's it's like the man is cursed. And I actually I don't think it's as simple as the fact that Atletico play in a way where you don't get a lot of chances like that because we've seen him at other clubs and that that kind of record has stayed the same. It's a really really weird thing, and the god would probably be Zeus if it's a cunt's <laughs> trick. Zeus is behind it. <laughs> that's the rule with, uh, with yeah, the classics. Yeah, that's true. That, that, that is fair. I mean, goal scoring wasn't terrible. I mean, again, though, look at look at his, his stats at Benfica. 20 and 43 appearances before he yeah, starts Yeah, can't argue to, with that. It's, yeah. But, fair enough. <laughs> but before he goes to Atletico Madrid. But then Atletico Madrid, a couple of seasons he scored 10 and so on. But yes, the fact is, Jim, again, the point of this question is you don't get the appeal. Yeah. And yeah. so yeah. I can reel because, off the stats. But the thing is, I can see what the appeal is supposed to be mm-hmm. but and it comes so close to fruition yeah. and then the goals just aren't there. Yeah, yeah. We're currently on loan at Barcelona so we're still on the books at Atletico Madrid. Okay, okay. Well, final question here uh, from Maddie. It says, if you could have one wildcard spot for the England squad in the summer, who would you go for? Shelby fresh from Turkey for me, please. Of course it is. <laughs> of course it is. Is Maddie you? I think so. Maddie Spello. <laughs> um... To me, um, and Luke mentioned this one, and I, and I think you'll all go, yeah, when I say it, Cole Palmer. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I'd, I'd, have be... him in the, I'd have him in the squad. Yeah, yeah but I, the I fact think he's is, got a good chance of making that squad. The, the reason why he, I don't think he does have a good chance, he has a chance, because anyone who's playing well has a chance, is that I think Southgate, one of the things is the, is the group cohesion um, off the pitch as well as on the pitch. And, you know, having everybody familiar and, and getting on well that, that is a huge part of it and therefore I think a player who has not been a part of that at all is going to have to do something incredibly good barring injuries and all that you know level, level playing field is going to have to do something incredibly good to really really get in there I think he may well get a call up in what is it March the next friendlies is it Belgium and Brazil there's definitely Friendlies yeah. against Belgium and Brazil around that time. I'm I'm quite sure that's the next international uh, break. But I think to to at this late stage to try and get in there, having not been previously in there, 
Um, I, I think that goes against him. And yeah. what, the, what he's done on the pitch has not gone against him. He's gone for him, but that's, I think, the situation. And then the point you're making about Southgate and the cohesion is that he's loyal to the players he's selected. And if you think of them as um, Grealish, yep. Foden, yep. Uh, Madison. Well, Madison's now in there. Injury. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. um, Sterling's not in there anymore. No, exactly. Yeah. So, so that, and th- those are kind of positions primarily that. He would. Uh, Jared Bowen up. as well is now um, a little bit. It would be. I think it'd be surprised if he makes it. But the fact is, he's been yeah. in recent squads and he's obviously been playing very well. So I, th- I think that is the only thing that kind of goes against. Essentially, him. I, I suppose squads twenty three players now as well. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah, good point. Um, I suppose. But that is the nature of a wild card. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so yeah. so you know, you, it's always going to be attacking an attacking player. Do you think? Unless some absolute wrong and decides to pick a fourth goalkeeper. <laughs> Defender on me. Why why would it? It wouldn't have to be, would it? Well, so so the wild card could be Ross Barkley, for example. Yeah, but a forward-thinking midfielder. Yeah. Okay. Okay. okay, So, so, I mean, mine, um, and it's purely because of the situation at the moment. But mine is Ivan Tony, because you've got someone who you don't necessarily. We're not entirely sure if he's going to usurp Ollie Watkins Mm. as say the um, reserve to Kane, and that's fine. Um, but he's an exceptional striker, mm-hmm. brilliant hold-up play, great finisher. Suits the and style. Suits the style. Also, an outstanding penalty taker. Yeah, yeah yes. <laughs> on yeah. that last point, it's crucial. I think Tony's a great answer, and but the reason why Tony is an answer in this is because of the, the ban. Yeah, because he yeah. was getting. You know, he 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 was called up. Um, I think it was against Ukraine around that time in England. One two. He, he's. I, I still maintain could, that could be wrong there, but he's been called up. Yeah, recently. and he, and he he would have had this betting investigation not been going on pre World Cup. He would have gone to the World Cup. Yeah, I, possibly. I, I think that's fair to say. Yeah. Um, I I would also say that as well as Watkins has done, Tony is the closest like alike to mm-hmm. Harry Kane. Watkins is is had a brilliant season. There's no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. But this is a new Ollie Watkins that we're seeing, and we don't necessarily know if he can yep. carry on and play in the same way. We'd, we'd like to think so, and I'd like, you know, we've seen enough of him that mm-hmm. we do think it's sustainable. Mm-hmm. Tony just seems a bit more natural. I, th- I think, I think, Tony, if if you know what I mean by this, I think he's more of a killer than Watkins. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I like that. Mm. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. right. Um, I mean, the only other one, if you can talk about strikers, would be Dominic Solanke. Yeah, in terms of wild cards. I think um, also this has been tried before and not worked out. Theo Walcott, could, he's well, retired, yeah, mate. Could this be Theo Walcott's time? <laughs> well, he's only recently retired, Marcus. So he's he's recently retired enough that this could actually just mean he's really fresh. <laughs> the clubless Theo Walcott. Yeah, get him in. Get and, him a and, and he knows he knows the wild cards. Yeah, he, and he knows the tournaments. What about exactly. Alex Oxlade Chamberlain? Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> Talking to people coming back from Turkey. What about so you said? Well, forward. what's actually Jim? What's your going in? Yeah, yeah. Theo Walcott. The only other one I was going to say is um, uh, in terms of defenders but again this would take injuries of course yeah. but uh, like Liveramento something like that um, yeah very very much a, a possibility Carl Jenkinson as well could finally get a <laughs> proper shot okay. at that Here position is he, is he still eligible you're going to say Matty Cash in a minute office. as well yeah. <laughs> one for the foreign office George Baldock um, of Sheffield United uh, plays for Greece do you know that? Yeah, obviously. Yeah, and Tarek Lamptey plays for Ghana. We've got so many right backs. We've got them playing yeah. for other countries. 
like sending aid overseas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've chopped the budget, but we'll, this is, is a what we would. Yeah, right. Yeah, Gordon Bennett. There we are, everybody. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble Mailbag. We're back on Monday, of course, with a brand new Football Ramble. Thank you for getting in touch uh, with your questions. Um, do continue to do that. Otherwise, uh, this show will be rather boring. Uh, so uh, we love you all. Thank you so much. Thank you, uh, Jim Campbell. Thank you. Thank you for Tujan Raja. Thank you. Thank you once again, everybody. See you on Monday. The Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.